0: grace and peace love and mercy from god our father through jesus christ our risen savior and lord amen text for our meditation this morning the old testament reading second samuel 22 verses 26 through 34 especially these words you save a humble people But your eyes are on the haughty to bring them down. For you are my lamp, O Lord, and my God lightens my darkness. This God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord proves true. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ. Many of us, parents... Grandparents, aunts, uncles, godparents. I have a question. What do you want for your kids? What do you want? Oh, I'm sure you want them to be successful. You want them to be independent, at least at some point in time. You want them to get a good education. You want them to be well-respected in their community and maybe even in the world, right? Everybody wants this for their kids, for their grandkids, for those that have been entrusted to you in some way, shape, or form. But more than Those worldly things deep down. Don't we want our kids to just be good people? Don't we want our kids to be honest and trustworthy? Don't we want our kids to do the right thing at the right time? To be kind and loving and generous? Don't we want that? Of course we do. We want that no matter what happens with regard to financial status or fame or fortune. What about the kids? What do the kids want? or the way it's normally asked, what do you want to be when you grow up? I think many would say, well, I want to be a superhero. I want to leap tall buildings with a single bound. I want to have bullets bounce off my chest like Superman, or maybe off my bracelets, like Wonder Woman, right? We want to be able to do superhuman things. That's what we see on TV. That's what we read in the cartoon books. My friends, today, God's Word... Second Samuel 22, great, great chapter in Scripture, David's song of deliverance brings those two desires together. What we want for our kids or those entrusted to us, what our kids and really all who are children of God want And are given by God. 2 Samuel 22. David, more than likely at this point in his life, is an old man sitting back and reflecting on life. He may have written this song, this song of deliverance, years and years ago. And has been singing it and sharing it throughout his life. We don't know all those details, but we know the song that he is singing is about all of the ways that God has blessed him and delivered him. David had many enemies. We think maybe most often about David as a young boy. Remember who David's enemy was then? Well, first of all, the whole Philistine army, but represented by the one, the chief fighter of all the fighters, the giant Goliath. David stood up to him. He defeated his enemy, chopped his head off. And then the entire Philistine army was routed. Nation after nation attacked David, the king, his army, and his kingdom. David had rebellions rise up even in his own family from his favorite son, Absalom. Enemies all around. David faithfully devoted himself in service to King Saul. And what did Saul do? Saul chased him, threatened to kill him. And David was forced to hide even in the crevices of rocks. Through it all, God was with him. Through it all, God protected him. Through it all, God was right there encouraging him and strengthening him. Most importantly delivering him here in this marvelous chapter we see David singing to God and giving thanks to God for all of the marvelous things that God had done for him with the merciful you show yourself merciful with the blameless man you show yourself blameless with the purified you deal purely It seems here like David is patting himself on the back, giving himself credit. God, you were good to me because I'm a good guy. You treated me rightly because I'm a righteous dude. You treated me mercifully because mercy drips out of every pore of my body. My friends, do not read these words in any way, shape, or form, like some self-righteousness. Like David is bragging about how he is so great and God owes him this love, this favor, and this deliverance. The opposite is exactly what's going on here. Do you see that fourth thing that is listed in verse 27? With the crooked, you make yourself seem torturous. Remember what happened to David when he got a little too full of himself? You remember what happened to David when David forgot the word of the Lord? You remember what happened to David when David thought he had better words than God's word? I'm the king. Man, it's good to be king. I'm the king. Want to have lots of girlfriends? No problem. I'm the king. Oh, there's Bathsheba, somebody else's wife. No problem, I'm the king. I can do what I want. Oh, going to have a baby? No problem, I'm the king. I'll do a little shuffling around. Uriah will go to the front. He'll be dead. All will be cool. David. David thought that he was above the word of God. David thought that he was above God. David was a lying, cheating, murderous, adulterous scoundrel. What does God do with lying, cheating, murderous, adulterous scoundrels? Like David? Like us? He sends the word of the Lord. For David, he sent Nathan the prophet. For us, he sends a faithful pastor. To preach God's word in its truth and purity. God's word of law and gospel. God's word that shows us our sin and our haughtiness and our sinful pride and self-righteousness. And the good news of deliverance, full and free. On account of the great deliverer, the son of David, Jesus himself. My friends, if you want to do it on your own, go right ahead. God will not stop you. If you want to cling to your own words instead of the word of God, have at it. David even teaches us what you're in for. Remember what he says here? With the crooked, you make yourself seem torturous. David knows this by experience. When he was doing all of his lying and stealing and murdering, covering up, when he was doing all of this, this is how he felt. Psalm 32, when I kept silent... My bones wasted away through my groaning all day long. For day and night your hand was heavy upon me. My strength was dried up as by the heat of summer. The weight of David's sin, the weight of the law was crushing him because he wanted to do it himself. The guilt The shame, the loneliness, the sorrow was killing him. Then, I acknowledged my sin to you. And I did not cover up my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord. And you forgave the iniquity of my sin. Those words sound familiar? We just confess them at the beginning of our service. My friends, God is calling us today to humble ourselves. Now, humility is a good thing in general. Sinful pride is a bad thing in general. But here in God's word, 2 Samuel 22, God is specifically calling us to humble ourselves before the word of God. To humble ourselves and listen to God's word. God's Word that exposes our sin not to make us feel miserable, not to torture us, but exposes our sin in the same way that a surgeon would expose a part of our body so that he can remove that cancerous growth that is killing us. We humble ourselves before the Word of God so that God can bring to us forgiveness, life, and salvation. We humble ourselves before the word of God so that we can hear God's word above our own thoughts and words. We humble ourselves before the word of God, and God does a miracle. God makes my way blameless. He forgives our sins. He makes us pure. He makes us righteous. He delivers to us His mercy. The blood of the Son of David, the greater King, Jesus, who comes into this world and doesn't defeat Goliath, he defeats Satan himself. Jesus comes into this world and faces the greatest enemy that any of us have. Death. And he wins. Victorious. Rising from the dead. Never to die again. Guaranteeing that his word is true and your forgiveness is real. And now... As we cling to this word of God. This word of the Lord that proves true. Jesus said he would die for the sin of the world, and he did. Jesus said, Three days after you destroy this temple, I will be back alive again, and he did. Jesus says, I am with you always, even to the end of the age, and he is. The word of the Lord proves true. It is sealed in the bloody death and glorious resurrection of Jesus. And now, as we have been the recipients of forgiveness, life, and salvation, how do we live our lives? Moms, dads, grandmas, grandpas, kids, everyone in between. We are merciful to others as God has been merciful to us. We forgive one another as Christ has freely forgiven us we cling to his word because his word is life hey pastor i remember at the beginning you said something about about like superman and wonder woman and superheroes do you forget about that part no god's word second samuel 22 Verse 30, for by you, O Lord, for by you, I can run against a troop and be my God. I, by my God, I can leap over a wall. There is nothing, absolutely nothing that can separate you from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. In the same way that David stood up against a Goliath. You can stand up against the enemies and the assaults that Satan throws at you. The arrows that come against you from Satan will bounce off of you by the power of Christ that lives in you. And you, by grace through faith. Even though you die, yet shall you live. Thus says the Lord, who's been there and done that. My friends, today today we celebrate in our congregation with Sunday School Rally Day. But let's be honest, every day in the life of a Christian, should be a day that we rejoice in the Word of God. The Word made flesh. The Word written down for us. The Word connected to water, bread, and wine. The Word, the Word, the Word, which is life. Life now and life forever. Humble yourselves and listen and live To the word of God. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which far surpasses all understanding, keep our hearts, our minds, our lives, our ears in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen.